Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Super Cast Brothers, the Smash Brothers theme podcast gets less views than any other podcast. Yeah, we all know it's true, but that's fine. We also don't care too much, because this is really just uh, wish fulfillment that we all do here, you know? I'm Zantok, otherwise known as Lister. That's Jono, otherwise known as John. You know, it's really... Didn't take much creativity to come up with his name down, did he? It's like, hmm, what could I do for my name? John? No, that doesn't work. Oh my god, wait, I had an idea, Jono. Holy shit, I'm a genius. Meanwhile, there's Jay. me over here, and I'll just like, what are some weird sounds that I could make? Zan. Talk? What if I put them together? Talk, Zan? No, Zan talk. That's it. That's the origin of all of us. <laughs> Listen, some people have cool stories on how they got the internet names, and I'm just like, dude, I literally just made up sounds and put together what sounded nice. And My name does have a story, but we can save that for another day. Yeah. Somebody rejected your original idea of just John, and they said no, and just like, oh my god, wait. You know it's true. No, um, although that does remind me that, that uh, Trevor, his TurboTax username comes from that origin is that TurboTax was going to be his password and he accidentally put the password in the username section and then look at what happened from there. Yep, yep. <laughs> I think he said before what his original username was supposed to be, but I don't remember what it was. Probably was this going to be his related. first... Nope, it was just his first initial and then his middle name and then the age that he was at the time. It's going to be T Austin 15 is better. The TurboTaxer's better. Uh-huh. Never make your username be anything related to your name. Mm-hmm. Unless you can actually make it sound good. But T. Austin? No. No. Austin. No. Also, try and avoid putting numbers in your name if possible. Mm-hmm. General... Remember when... Remember when he, uh... Also went by Small Tall Trevor for a no. while. Uh, it was after the the like giant and small islands in Super Mario sixty four. It's like, hey everyone, I'm I call myself okay. Small. And How tall would I Trevor. remember that when Super Mario sixty four was before Smash Melee, which is before Mercurios? How would I have remembered oh, it, it, that? It came after. It came after Mercurius, though. It came I, after Mercurius. Not from what you just said. Okay, he was basing it off those islands. That was his justification, but the the name came around a number of years after Mercurius. Also, it was tiny, huge. Maybe twenty thirteen or fourteen. That's what it's called. Oh, how do I know? I made a Smashtopia stage out of it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Tiny, huge would have been even funnier because we kind (laughs) of ribbed him for small, tall as it was. Um... They those both (laughs) names are really bad. Don't call yeah. yourself small, Happily tall, married. or tiny, huge, or huge, tiny, or tall, small, or small, whatever the other order was. Yeah, TurboTexture is married now. That's weird. Hmm. Yep. You know what else is weird? Yep. Smash Brothers got name dropped in the first episode of Ms. Marvel. Also true. I thought it was stranger that it was mentioned in Obi One episode three, but you know, you you, you win something, you lose something. No, what was strange when it got mentioned in Stranger Things? Yeah, that, yeah. 
That doesn't make much sense, does it? It doesn't at all. Guess, guess it's um, on that uh, American Tendo or whatever. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, are they actually buying this? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And if we would have been getting an American Tendo, it was just called the Xbox. So, you know, it was, it's been a deep production <laughs> since the 80s. We all thought it was just, you know, they wanted to get in on that PlayStation action. But no, it's it's been in development mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say about that episode of Stranger Things, what the hell? Man, that's, that's, that's too many kids. That's too many kids right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Don't. Yes, it is. Don't. Mm-hmm. A never-ending story of children, I guess. A uh, never-ending story of close your legs. <laughs> They're a Christian household. <laughs> uh, Mormon, actually. They're Mormon. Oh, a Mormon out. Yeah. Even better. Even They're, better. They live in Utah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, they filled the quota then. Uh, actually, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to. Well, okay, I don't really, I don't know anything about Mormon. I just, I was reading comments about it, and somebody was saying to the effect of, like, yeah, no, that's Mormonism. You don't stop having kids. It's like, oh, God. We are overpopulated as a whole, as it already is. Please, no. God, no. No more people. I, yeah, planet. that's the general idea. Although the one, the one Mormon that I'm good friends with had, had their uh, tubes tied. So, I mean. <laughs> there, there's a few families uh, from my hometown, not Mormon. Uh, but there's a few families mm-hmm. in my hometown that also practice must have a billion kids. It's like, oh my god, can you please not? Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, my family in general. I mean, we we come from, gosh, like brothers and sisters up up, like nine or ten of them per generation. Mm-hmm. If if anything, mm-hmm. seeing that episode just reinforced it. It's just like you know what? I'm good not having kids. Like no, I'm I'm fine. Dad don't need if to it fuck was with bad, that. If it, if it was bad back then, it'll be worse now, too. So, uh-huh. um, You were reading a comic book about Mormonism? No. There was a comments about Stranger Things episodes. Oh, comments! Dude. <laughs> yeah, I was reading a comic book about Mormonism. No! I feel like that would be against Mormonism to have a comic book about you. I don't. Again, I don't know anything about Mormonism. <laughs> like, I, if anybody is in. watching this and they're upset with me, I don't know shit. Okay, I don't know shit. I just talk shit. I won't say anymore. I I just won't say anything else. Yeah, I, it's best not to I get into those thought. subjects. <laughs> We're only commenting on it, and the in from what we see in a TV show, and that's the extent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So. <laughs> Those Supercast Brothers, right? That Smash Brothers podcast that we feel like we need to make because we feel bad about ourselves and it's just something to try and fill the void in our empty, miserable lives. Man, I yeah, that, that and Mr. Instagram. Jackal Jackson is watching it. Maybe. Hey, Jackal. If they didn't already quit. Yep. Oh, well. I would have quit by now. They realized it was on a two-week release structure, not a one-week release structure like they wanted. Also, they're not always up in two weeks like they're supposed to be. That's on both of us. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, but well. this is a Smash Toby episode where we make a mm-hmm. moveset for a character. And 
we like so far we don't know what this is always going to be the norm the norm but so far we've done each season has been one episode where we remake a moveset for a character that's actually in smash and i always like to be coy about this even though it's in the episode title but hey you know at the end of the last <laughs> episode i i gave a teaser saying that the character that we'd be doing this time i see uh would be a character who's amiibo i recently got signed so, hello, Byleth. Holy shit, we're doing Byleth today? The character that we have shit Sorry, talked the most on that Falscast. It is time for us to put up or shut up. Much like how Byleth doesn't speak. So yeah, um, <laughs> at, my, at the uh, Planet Comic Con convention that I have in my local area, I got to meet Zach Aguilar, the voice actress, vo voice actor... For uh, the male version of Byleth. Technically not the original oh. voice actor. Because the original actor got their mm -hmm. ass fired. Because I don't remember why. I forgot it. I, I think it was. I think they broke NDA. I think that's what it was. So they got kicked out. And they had all their voice work redone by Zach. Uh, so I got to talk to him a little bit. Uh, he is Team Blue Lions. And while I only paid for the Amiibo to be signed. He gave me a bonus. He gave me this. Oh, nice. He got he get he signed that <laughs> as well. So some of the people, um, they charged extra for quotes. He did not charge extra. Mm -hmm. He didn't charge me at all for this. I don't know if he would have charged like, for the quote or not, but he didn't. Uh, so he signed it. He also wrote Bioth and he just on there saying, "Allow me to demonstrate with uh, Bioth and Sothis." I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's awesome." That's awesome. <laughs> I wish your character worked better in Smash. I didn't tell him this obviously, but this mm -hmm. is pretty fucking awesome. Let me just put that mm -hmm. back up. That there. is very cool. So nothing happens to it. Eventually, I got to figure out how I'm going to put things on these walls. I, I don't know, man. I could just take a push pin through everything. That's kind of where I'm leaning right now because framing is expensive. Mm -hmm. that if shit. It is. Yeah, a frame. I mean, God, you'd you'd be lucky to find one for forty, fifty, sixty dollars these days. Mm-hmm. A good one, anyway. Yeah. And then it's also, you have to have the little thing on the back to mount them as well. It's like, man, push pins would just be easier. The one thing about it is just, like, I feel like, like, for the artwork that I got, like, I feel like that'd be a little bit of a shame. It's like, I'm putting a hole through this, but what can I do? It feels a little sacrilegious, yeah. but it's cheaper than frames. By a lot. Yeah. We'll see. Although I see your mighty Pegasus work is framed. That's cool. Well, uh, that actually was given to me framed. He gave it to me, friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. He's still working on the, uh, the one with the DLC fighters. I haven't seen any updates lately on Facebook, but either I just missed it or he's been busy with other things. I know that he's also, um, he's still going to other conventions at the same time. So, you know, he's got a lot of shit he's doing. Busy guy. He makes the art and then he has to sell it. Yes. <sighs> Sweet. All right. So, yeah. So Byleth we're going to be talking about Byleth, but before we get into mm -hmm. Byleth, like we like to do, we're going to do some showcases of some other things around the Smashtopia Wiki. So, John, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with uh, one of the ones you want to showcase today. Okay. Rolling things back here. Um, I think maybe a couple of months from me here because I'm doing uh, 365 Smashtopia submissions for 365 days in the year this year, as everybody knows who 
watches and loves this podcast, which is you and me, um, and maybe Mr. Jackson. Hi, Mr. Jackson. Um, so what we're dealing with here is Maria Renard. I'm just trying to figure out when I did that one. I think it was back in March somewhere. Or no, it was, yeah, it was March. Okay, on March 24th, I submitted Maria Renard from Castlevania as a character on the Smash Shelfia wiki. Um, she is not a Belmont, but she's a distant relative of them. Uh, who was captured by Dracula's followers for this reason. Um, and arguably probably the most popular little little strand of Castlevania, like Rondo Blood, Dracula X, Symphony of the Night. Um, she doesn't use the vampire killer whip or anything usual for, for Belmonts. Mm -hmm. She has power of celestial beasts on her side. Um, deitic animals from... Uh, from you know the 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 celestial realms, I don't know why. I don't know if anyone knows why she has this connection to them, but she does. And, because and her they wanted said, a magical person. They wanted a magical girl. Okay. Because <laughs> isn't she twelve yes. or something like that? She was pretty. Yeah, she's she's around twelve or thirteen in the original release. I can't remember what exactly. And then by Symphony of the Night, she's like. 1718 ish. Yeah. So she ages up. Um, and this one, it, it swaps between her younger and, and older versions, kind of like Ike. Um, where the, the moveset doesn't change the aesthetic. Yeah, the, the costumes. <sighs> um, as far as her specials go, she's, she's using um, four of the Celestial Beasts um, Ching Long, Bai Hu, Suzaku, and uh, Shan Wu. They're. Uh, Probably, as you can tell, but it's kind of based off of uh, Chinese and and Japanese mythology, where you have Ching Long, who's a dragon. You have Bai Hu, who's a white tiger. Suzaku is a cardinal. Uh, Shan Wu is a celestial turtle. And together, they're the four, fit four main celestial beasts that she uses. And uh, and they all appear in her final smash and in kaiju form to attack from the background. So I think it's kind of entertaining. Um so she uses them in, in different ways. Um, Ching Long appears and, and kind of encircles her. It's a, it's a defensive move, and she can send him rolling forward. Uh, by who she can have him swipe forward with his claws and, and jump on top of him and kind of move around um, in this bipedal structure. Uh, Suzaku, they're, they're uh, splits to two cardinals and, and carries her up by her shoulders. Uh, Shan Wu appears as this giant shell that helps her um, until she cancels out of it and then the shell bursts and causes some shrapnel damage. Um, her extra skill is just magic because she's a magical girl. It's the energy ball, kind of the more standard Smash Bear like Mewtwo, uh, who, whoever the hell the uses similar attacks. Yeah, it's, it's basically the shadow ball. Can be charged, etc., etc. Um, and she can even crawl and wall jump for this wiki entry. Amazing. But uh, that's that. It was, it was a fun one to do. This was one that you um, requested. This was one of my challenges to you. A... Yep. It was, uh, and, I've, and given, you... I've given many requests to you so far throughout the year. And I wanted to give mm -hmm. a Castlevania one. And I don't know Castlevania too well. Just like, you know what's the one Castlevania game I remember playing a lot? Judgment. The shitty fighting game. And Maria was one of the standout characters to me because her weapon in the game is a staff, 
that's topped with a cage with an owl inside of it. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Jono, give me Maria Renard! <laughs> and you do get the owl, too. I think it's in her entrance or, or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's, also, it's in her One entrance. of her alts is also based on the appearance in that game. Mm-hmm. That's all she's getting. Oh, to be young and excited for Castlevania Judgment. BDSM Simon. No, you love it. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. I was excited. I mean, I was a big Death Note fan as a, as a, as a teenager and, and still kind of am. And so Sugami Oba, who worked on Death Note, worked on Castlevania Judgment's art. And I was like, oh, this is exciting. And then we got the art. And I was disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when you look at the Shinigami in Death Note, it kind of tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ova-san also had character from Castlevania, the base of him. He's like, nope. <laughs> Throw that all shit all out the window. But you know, fine. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yep. It's not a bad idea to use those characters for a fighting game, but the fighting game itself was bad. I don't I don't know if the gameplay itself was bad. I don't remember too much. I remember, you know, everybody had their own basic power style, and they also had, like, everybody had some kind of, like, a throwable weapon. Kind of like, you know, the crosses, the uh, holy mm -hmm. fire, or whatever the fuck it was. I can't remember exactly the mechanics of it. It's been years since I played it. But, um, right. yeah, the art style for some characters is like, hmm... I don't know about you, Simon. Honestly, I think all the mix of her Simon, at least in my from what I recall, were fine. It just some was one just like, what the fuck is going on here? And then apparently Grant Dynasty was completely changed. I, I didn't know he was He was a dude, mummy in Judgment. But he's a mummy kind of dude with shock rooms in Judgment, which apparently is not at all Grant Dynasty. It's like, okay. Who is well, just a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How I Who was mostly shafted in the Castlevania TV show, too. Anyway. I mean, he wasn't even in it. They mentioned a nope. town called Dynasty, but that was it. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't deal with that last name. I'm like, this is stupid, and <laughs> stuffed it away. <laughs> that nasty. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. So your first showcase was Maria Vernard, which was somebody that I challenged you to create. My first challenge is a character that I was challenged to create by somebody else. Venti mm -hmm. from Genshin Impact. I have oh, not played yeah. Genshin at all. I have seen some of... Uh, I've seen a couple people play it. Uh, and I was watching uh, Aza's stream on Twitch, Robo Aza. And they were mentioning, like, man, I wonder how a Genshin character could work in Smash. And, you know, they know that we do the Smash stuff. So they were... I, they were asked... They were basically just like, man, I wonder what it would look like if you did it. I was like... Well, I don't know, because I don't know these characters too well. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Uh, and I basically told him, it's like, well, I would, first of all, there's no, like, a main character other than, like, the player avatar who doesn't do a whole lot of attacking on themselves, so you just play as all the other characters, uh, that whoever you summon. So it's just like, well, I would start out by trying to find either some kind of a popular character or something that's important to the story. And I was just basically like, who would you request or who would you recommend? They just said, do venting. It's like, all right, well, I'll start my research there. <laughs> and it's a good thing they did say venti because uh, I looked up some of the other characters afterwards. And there are a lot of characters that I just was not inspired by. There are some that right. uh, that are some, some I looked, looked at past venti. 
like Arataki, and I was like, okay, you got some cool shit here. I like you. I could do you at some point in the future, too. And I might do him. I might also do Tartaglia. Um, I was kind of debating, like, doing one per element. But then there's the mm-hmm. ice element, which has, like, pretty much nobody that I'm interested in. So they will be last if I ever decide to do this. <laughs> Poor ice types. It's a, it's a real shame. But uh, I looked into Vinti. The wiki for the games are very nice to me. They actually have dis- full descriptions of what all the attacks are. And with video of what they all exactly look like, as well as, like, idle animations and shit. So I was able to pull things, like, as direct as I could for Venti, which was incredibly helpful. So what I ended up doing with Venti, first of all, his home stage is Mondstadt, uh, specifically the city. That's a place that's very central to him. And the, I believe, like, the first, quote-unquote, chapter of the game. Uh, And it basically takes place in Sparta, the, the plaza with the big old statue of Barbados. But Venti, um, for his entrance animation, it's essentially the summoning animation for whenever you summon a character in the game. Uh, I changed it up just a little bit so that, uh, well, at least I thought I did. But yeah, it's basically like, it's going to be like a large golden crystal just going to like crash onto the stage, kind of like a meteorite, and it'll break open with some burst of bright light. And then Venti will just be seen standing there with his lyre. And he's ready to start fighting. Kirby wears his beret for his Kirby hat. Uh, his eptaunt has <laughs> winds kind of like swirl around his feet as he hovers about the ground. Uh, he'll also like hold out his hand as an orb of wind will swirl in his hands for a moment before it dissipates. For his down taunt, he pulls at his lyre and just like strums the strings a little bit with his fingers. Uh, and while he does that, there'll be like these little green mist notes kind of like float away from it. And sometimes he'll even say, practice? Me? There's no need. Uh, and then for his side taunt, he's going to, like, take an apple and just, like, toss it up in the air a short distance before he catches it one hand and takes a large bite out of it. Because uh, apparently he likes apples. So I was like, okay, I can run with that. Sure. Got it. Uh, and the the practice quote is, like, it's a quote that he actually says in the game. So I was like, yes, I can use this. That's that's such a good taunt quote. Uh, for his victory poses, his first one is uh, he'll shoot off a couple quick shots of his bow off the side of the screen. Before he turns around away from the camera and looks back over his shoulder, grinning. Uh, his second one, he will spin to the air oh. as winds are surrounding him for it comes to a stop facing the camera. And then his eyes will be closed when this happens. They'll still hold his lyre in front of him with his cloak blowing out with the breeze and one leg lifts... What? How am I describing this? I'm going to have to read this part verbatim because that's not making sense to me. Venti's eyes will be closed as he holds his lyre in front of him with his cloak blowing the breeze and one leg lifted upwards as he hovers in the air. I don't remember what this looks like, but it is apparent. But it is his pose in the beginning of his character teaser trailer. I apparently forgot what that looks like, but hey, at least I mentioned that part. So anybody that has seen that knows what I'm talking about. Uh, additionally, yeah. as he does this, he'll say the wind has returned. And then his last victory pose will see Vinti throw his lyre up into the air, and he'll leap up towards it as he's propelled by the winds. He will spin to the air as he gets close to the lyre and then grab hold of it before facing the camera and swiping his hand across the, the lyre strings, letting out a burst of wind before posing midair as if he were sitting on the winds themselves, kind of like, you know, like a wind chair, which is similar to the splash art when he's being spun. Actually, I think it's more of a, um, a, uh, what's the word? A hammock. I think if I'm remembering the mm-hmm. art correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as for his actual moveset, his standard special uses his bow, uh, his divine marksmanship, 
Uh, just tapping the button will cause Venti to knock with just a single arrow on the bow, and he fires it forwards. When the arrow is released, it transforms from being like an actual physical arrow to being more like a green wind-like energy arrow that just gets fired out. It does a small amount of damage, but since it's a wind arrow, it's more about knocking people away. So it kind of like has a small wind buff sign. It's more about just like knocking them back instead of doing damage. Additionally, you can tap the special button up to six times to do a chain of six arrow shots quickly in a row. Uh, and then however many that you did will cause a proportionate delay to what Venti is able to do after this attack is over. So if you did all six, you gotta wait just a little bit longer to do really anything else. His side special is uh, something I invented. It wasn't one of his attacks because he didn't have enough attacks. So all the characters in the game have gliders that they can use to kind of like the hang the hang glider in a not hang the paraglider in Breath of the Wild. It's basically like it looks like a set of wings on their back more or less. So what I decided to do for this side special is I call this Wing Rider, which is the name of one of these uh, passives. So he's going to start out by leaping forward if he's trying to tackle somebody into the ground. But as he does this, his glider, the wings of Badger Wind, are going to like sprout open on his back. He's just going to transition to a glide, similar in essence to the gliding mechanic from Brawl. You don't have like the full amount of control, but you can like tilt the control stack up and down a bit to you know go up and down through the air. Additionally, here's where this becomes an attack. When you press the special button, no matter where Vinti was, he will do a sharp swing upwards with his flight path in order to hit anybody who is above him. Uh, this can be used for both vertical recovery just as well as an anti-air attack for everybody who's trying to attack you from above. So, there's that. Uh, also, it's also if you can time it just right, you can even carry an opponent upwards with him after hitting them horizontally. If, like, if like a character see identity flies into them, you hit the, the special button, and you carry them up. It can kind of be used like that. Uh, his up special and his down special are actually the same attack, but I took it and I just cut it apart into two chunks. Because there's one move where you can, um, it's called Skyward Sonnet. And you can either like just press it or you can charge it. And I decided to just like split those in two different attacks. So his up special is just Skyward Sonnet. A green glyph appears beneath Vinti's feet, which will then after a brief moment will cause gales of wind to just manifest and force him up into the air. As well as anybody else that is next to him. So he can just pop himself up into the air with the winds. Similarly, his down special is very similar to that, but it's instead, uh, this is Wind Domain. So kind of like how Greninja, when you do his side special, there's that little shadow on the ground, right? Showing you where the attack is going to be. For this, uh, instead of like moving Venti, you'll see like a little, some, some swirling winds, a small little glyph on the ground that you can just control with the control stick. And then when you let go... It will burst out into a larger glyph and then send anything in its range up into the air. But it would not send up Venti if you were to do this when he's next to it. It would only send up like opponents or items and such. And compared to Skyward Sonnet, it would send up opponents and items higher up in the air than what it would do for them in the up special. His final smash involves him taking out his bow once again. He just fires out a much larger bow of energy in a straight line. Uh, either when it hits somebody or when it travels the length of Battlefield, it will then burst out into a sphere of just sharp, swirling wind energy that deals constant to anybody that is in that sphere. If an opponent gets pulled into the sphere, they are trapped in there until the final smash ends. At the end of it, it just kind of like bursts out, sending everybody flying from within. 
Can't nice. make everything be a can't make everything be a cinematic, you know. Mm-hmm. His extra skills where things are a little bit weird, so it took me a little bit to figure out how to make this work. But for his extra skill, I'm calling this uh, animo, animo reaction. Animo is what they call the wind element in uh, Genshin. So there's I can't remember what they call the whole thing, but elements can interact with each other in Genshin to create different effects. And when wind or animo reacts with anything, it's called swirl. So what this does is that Vinti will hold up his palm in front of him and create a small burst of animo wind energy to manifest. If this hits an opponent, the sector skill will deal minor damage and no knockback to them, but it will leave them with a small green wisp of wind that follows them for around two to three seconds. During this time, if that same opponent is hit by an attack that deals either fire, electric, water, or ice damage, then that attack will combo with the wind damage and cause a swirl to occur. When a swirl occurs, the attack knockback from the previous attack will be interrupted as a small cyclone of energy of the triggering element, again being fire, electric, water, or ice, will surround the opponent and damage them multiple times before sending them flying away in a different direction. So you have a way that you can combo attacks with a teammate. Kind of like multiverses, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The swirl effect can also be triggered if Vinti were to use the extra skill on opponent within one second of them being hit by, again, a fire, electric, water, or ice type attack. Doing this will then cause swirl to trigger in the same way with the attack steam type matching the initial type that they were hit with before Vinti hit them with his wind attack. Uh, much like how Maria has some additional things to her, Vinti can perform two additional jumps in the, in the midair, because, you know, wind elements. Uh, he also drifts through the air slower than most of the characters, giving him greater control in the air, similar to Jigglypuff. And then I just gave uh, Vinti a bunch of different colored alts based off of different uh, characters from the game. So you've got Amber, Barbara, Mona, Tartaglia, Zongli, uh, Sayu, Kazuha, Kaching, and Yula. Yes, there's the Jigglypuff hat. But yeah, that's Vinti. Vinti was a challenge. Uh, it took me a bit to figure out some of them worked. A lot of it came to... Uh, Divine Marksmanship came easy to me, but a few things, really, the extra skill was the most difficult part I had to really figure out. But, uh, it was interesting. I might do more from the series, I don't know. I did make the Monstat stage, uh, and I'm planning, I have an assist trophy that I plan to make at some point. But, I don't know. I made a lot without having really touched the game at all, so, I think I did a good job. (laughs) You did. There's there's some really interestingly uh, realized mechanics in in this character. I think like uh, with divine marksmanship or with wind rider and having it be like a upgraded kind of glide. I thought yeah. that was a pretty neat move. Mm-hmm. It took some work, and just that the, the bard. So. Yeah, kind of, kind of took it in a. In He's a also than what the wind god engine. Barbados yeah. himself. Like Barbados, is just like I feel like walking the world again. So he basically created the Vinti form. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna be this dude for a while. It's like, okay, <laughs> sure. Kind of like some of the characters in Three Houses. I mean, ish. Not quite, but ish. Ish, yeah. I see the connection. Yep. Yeah, All maybe right. I would say spoilers, but the games are now for years now. So, whoops. I mean, Three Hopes was about to release, so 
<laughs> the demo's out. <laughs> what a trip that'll be. Yep. Yeah, I I like Three Houses, but I don't think I'm going to play Three Hopes. I'm I'm just not interested in the way Nintendo and and Koei Tecmo are approaching storylines and Age of Calamity, and it looks like Three Hopes. Yeah, it looks like it's just another set of three or four, who knows, more routes. It's like, mm -hmm. really? You would have thought that at this point it would have been easier to just make the Golden Rift. Or just have not. a real-life story. Yeah. 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 Most fans seem pretty pretty excited for it. I'm just, I mean, I'm it just looks not... nice. Like, I might watch me play, mm -hmm. but I don't th I'm not going to play it myself. Yeah. I mean, for me, if the story's not there, um, I just can't commit to that gameplay loop. So. And that's a large part of it for me. It's like, I gave Hyrule Warriors two shots. I gave Fire Emblem Warriors a shot. And so far, what I've concluded is that my favorite Warriors spinoff game is Persona 5 Strikers, which plays the least like a Warriors spinoff game. It's like 5% Warriors, 95% Persona. And I like that. That sounds like a pleasant experience. Yeah. Probably not the endor the uh, oh. endorsement that they really want for their spinoffs. I mean, like, mm -hmm. I like the idea of them, but I'll uh, do better. Yeah, make something that's not attached to a to a previously existing story. Make them. Or if you do, make it a sequel. Like, uh -huh. if they had done Three Hopes, and it was like, what happened for each route after the story was over? That would have been fucking cool! You can do your whole thing with Shez. Just, I don't like what they chose to do. Mm-hmm. You know. Should have just made an entire game about Aloise and Gatekeeper at this point. Hey, Gatekeeper moveset. Yeah, sure. Put Gatekeeper in. That would be fun. Gatekeeper yeah. for Smash. I would not even know where to begin with that. <laughs> I'm not doing it. You you made an assist trophy out of them. That's the furthest we're getting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, what's this your year. second showcase? Oh, yeah, shit. Um, this one's a wild Maybe it's one. more obscene than... Yeah. Maybe it's more obscene than a uh, gatekeeper moveset, actually. Um, it's, it's related to our favorite cuddly green pal, Yoshi. Um, it's a product that I actually own, but I'm not wearing it right now. I'm wearing a Jigglypuff hat. Missed opportunity. Uh, you should they... have worn it. Be right back. All right. Well, um, I'm not going to put up the image because that's going to spoil this. But I will say that when... Because this was something that John posted this year as part of his move set a day or um, smash the mission a day thing. When I saw this come through, I was just like, I'm sorry, what is this? What? What did you do? And I was, I was very caught off guard. There's been some things he's posted this year. And I'm just been like, uh, for what? This was definitely in that category. It was not one of the things I requested. It is, in fact, in a reality, in all truths of the word. I was gonna say, it, but he was taking too long to sit down. I'm waiting on the sitting, so I can say it. It's a Yoshi robe. Yeah, that's 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 it. It's an item he made of Yoshi robe. Take it away. You're muted. As they say there in the go. item info. Oh, as they say in the item info box on the Snastopia 
wiki entry for this Yoshi robe. <clears throat> Yoshi. Anyway, uh, don this comfy robe and you too can act just like Yoshi. It gives you the creative license to act like Yoshi with roughly twice as many judging eyes, but also twice as much understanding. Because you look like him. So, uh, yeah, in, in Smash, the Yoshi robe slowly floats down from, from the heavens. It, it's kind of just swaying back and forth in the air like a pamphlet. Uh, when a fire grabs it, it will wrap around them, and they'll basically be cosplaying Yoshi. It allows them to move like Yoshi in the sense that they're given an additional jump that operates like a flutter jump. And it can slip off or be knocked off, and you can try and fight to get it back. So it's like the screw attack, but it's a Yoshi robe, and it gives a Yoshi's flutter jump. How would Rob flutter jump? Just wiggle his little his little jet <laughs> around. <laughs> there, there's some characters that, like, whenever they introduce a new kind of animation, I'm just like, okay, but how is this character going to do that? And they're just like, mm -hmm. oh like gotta figure it out guys <laughs> oh dear that'll be a new page on the side it's just how every character will flutter jump yeah no listen Imagine you like did a, you did a I, what stage did you do that had like oh no it was um uh it was jin sakai jin sakai uh the the haiku poems Mm -hmm. And if you didn't write all of what the haiku poem for each character going to be, you're not going to do the Yoshi robot or the Yoshi Flutter animation. Writing a you... haiku is harder than one might think. You're not wrong. Although, yeah, you should Although do like, I, I the, like create a page and like yeah. start out with like five characters. Like each month, just like add one. That's a good idea. We'll add that onto the to do list for. And it doesn't week. count as your submission for the day. That would be, we would have 365 in no time if that happened. Oh my god. I Remember mean, when Nobasawa made a minutely haiku, like literally every minute of the day for like a whole day? No. Should I? <laughs> I don't think that happened. It was actually me pretending to be him. Those are good oh, times. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well. We got one more showcase, and we're going to jump into Byleth. So, for mine, uh, originally I was going to do something else, but I decided with the recent reveal of the Resident Evil 4 remake, I would cover my assist trophy of The Merchant, which is... I this I think I did this one shortly after you, um, you did your moveset for The Unity. And... I was also at, or, no, no, you did this. Yeah, this was definitely after Leon. Because I've, I've been watching through the Resident Evil games. It's been taking me a bit, but I've been watching through them. Uh, and I, I've actually recently finished 7. I'm taking a break before I dive into mm -hmm. 8, but 7 was really good. Actually, 6 was absolute mm -hmm. dog shit. Which, you know, everyone agrees with. But 7 was fucking good. But um, at one point, when I, was, when I was watching 4, I, I had the idea, I was like, you know, the merchant could be an assist trophy. That could be, mm -hmm. you know, most people would be like, okay, so if Leon's our character, the assist trophy is probably going to be like Jill or Chris or something. It's like, or the merchant. So what I decided to do for the merchant, 
he's going to just appear on the stage, you know, as every other character does. He's going to start just like standing in place, kind of looking around him as the fight is taking place. Uh, just like kind of nervously glancing at the chaos of the battlefield because he's used to supplying people. He's not used to like being in the middle of the fight because he's a little uncomfortable there. But mm-hmm. when a fighter gets close to the merchant or they just kind of stayed nearby after using the assist trophy, which is probably going to be the case 90% of the time, the merchant will open up his cloak and say his famous phrase, what are you buying? And I said that in a very weird way, but you all know what I mean. As three to six <laughs> different weapon-based items will just spawn on the ground around the merchant. Uh, these items can range from projectile-based weapons such as the super scope or the coconut gun that I can't remember which one of it is coconut gun. Oh, it was me. I created that years ago. Uh, it could be throwable items such as the smart bomb or the sprinkler item that I created from Splatoon. Or even melee items like the ore club or the devil axe that you created from Fire Emblem. So that's it. That's really it. Uh, just the merchant appears. You get close to him. He opens up his cloak. Weapon spawn. And then he fucks <laughs> off because he doesn't want to be here anymore. Uh, and the only other note I had on him is that uh, if, if, like, if let's assume a sister is turned on for items, but if all of the other weapon-based items that the merchant can spawn have been turned off in the item settings, then the merchant will not spawn. Because what can he do? Mm-hmm. Right. But that's it. That's, 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 that's the merchant. Fun. I was, I was, ho- I was hoping to see him in the trailer for Resident Evil Four Remake, but. I, I honestly was too. Mm-hmm. That would that would be great. And, and that looks really fucking good. So this this is a nice little tie-in. It's it's a fun assist trophy. I saw some people saying mm-hmm. that they weren't happy that the uh, uh, the main the main antagonist that we see in the trailer he doesn't have like the as much cheese to his dialogue as he had in the original game, and people were just like, "Oh, come mm-hmm. on, you're taking out all the fun." It's like I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was just one trailer. Who knows? That said, I know a lot of people yeah. like didn't like some of the changes they made to the three remake. So who knows? Right. Visually, it, right. Four, I mean, four so- never looked bad. Visually, four never looked bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I thought two and three were really good when they remade them, but I wasn't attached to the original ones either. So. Eh. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I wasn't either. I just I watched the originals and then I watched the remakes, and visually the remakes are I mean easily superior. But I can understand why people might mm-hmm. prefer the original with three because there are some story changes, like order of I don't I think yeah there's some order of event changes, and some things don't happen in the remake that did in the original. But also in the remake, uh, quick spoilers for anybody that hasn't played it yet and they want to for three, uh, for original three it takes you a bit before you encounter Nemesis. But in 3 Remake, you encounter mm-hmm. Nemesis, like, right away. He breaks into your apartment, and it starts to chase. like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You don't expect it. Like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I understand, the, I understand the philosophy of wanting to, like, do things completely differently for a remake. Because that way you can catch players off guard for the second time. I get it. But I also understand uh, how people might just want a straight remake. It's just like, give me the same game. But in better graphics. I understand that. I get it. There's that right. debate exists for the Final Fantasy VII remake as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true, yeah. There, there's a number of things that, that have changed. Yeah. Significantly, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we've shown off a few things. 
let's go ahead and get into our moveset makeover for Byleth, a character who we have uh, on. not been kind <laughs> to when it comes to this yeah. podcast. I mean, we don't dislike Byleth the character strictly or Three Houses, but we definitely think they could have been represented in Smash better. I know for me, mm-hmm. I especially do not like that they just took the three heroes relics from the main lords and just shoved them onto Byleth. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. But in the paralogs for the game, you know, when you're helping out the other characters and you get, like, say, um, Ingrid's uh, heroes relic, the, the Lewin, yeah, she gives it to you. She's like, I trust you to hold on to the professor and know how to best use it. But the three lords heroes relics, they don't do that. So it never sat right with me that Byleth has them. And it also means that, like, oh, yeah. well, they can't ever be playable. I mean, granted, you know, Smash wouldn't have added them if they added Byleth, because why would you necessarily do both? But it still never sat right with me, so I always kind of, like, poo-pooed it. I'm not strictly mm-hmm. against the attacks themselves, even if I think, you know, yeah. But I just, I was never happy with the representation for Byleth. What about you? I, I concur. Um, you have, I'm making the count here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. You have 13 other relics you can choose from. Um, Does that as count well as the a couple uh, Ashen of, Wolves like, relic? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, looking at it here. Um, for, the fire, for the Fire Emblem Wiki, anyway. Yeah, there's 13 yeah. relics. There's several other sacred weapons, too. And there's just, like, the different... All the other weapons that you can just do. I mean, granted, you know, they have bow, sword, axe, lance, but gauntlets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic. My my issue with it, too, is that um, the it, it, it really feels like Byleth um, was tacked on. It feels like, you know, there's there's long been speculation that the Three Houses DLC was an afterthought. Per like a monster and a character not being yeah. not, not being able to come to fruition and then just throwing the Moose idea onto Byleth. Or um, Nintendo wanting... It was very obvious at the very least that Sakurai himself was not fond of Nintendo forcing it on him. Yeah, Sakurai, Um, he definitely did not... I I don't know. It's hard to say, like, how far... It's hard hard to word it exactly. But it's definitely clear that if Mm -hmm. Sakurai had control over um, who was getting the DLC for Ultimate, Byleth was, like... And I mean full control. Full control. Byleth would mm-hmm. not have been on the list. And I don't think it's because he doesn't like Byleth, but because Sakurai even knows, like, there's a lot of Fire Emblem here. And what, maybe he wanted to put in a different character from Fire Emblem, I don't know, over Byleth. But he, Byleth was not somebody that Sakurai, strictly speaking, would have put in himself if he had that choice. Right. I, I know there's there was a theory, as you mentioned, about how uh, Monster Hunter was supposed to be a character, but details fell through. But they used those notes from Monster Hunter and basically took and used them as inspiration for creating Violet. They were um, insiders saying this. I don't know, like, the legitimacy of their claims, but that's what was being thrown around at the time. I would believe it. Because mm-hmm. if there was a character that just, like, you had to scrap, you wouldn't, like, completely get rid of all everything you wrote down for. You'd keep those notes somewhere. And if you had another character pop up that you weren't quite sure what to do with, but these notes would fit them. Like, well, okay. Done deal. We've done it before mm-hmm. with some of our movesets where, like, uh, a Final Smash or something, 
didn't end up getting picked in one of these episodes, but then we used it for a different character that we were doing. Mm-hmm. That's going to come up a couple times, the characters that I have planned, too. Yeah. For it this year. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and, and I... Uh, yeah, that I think that's covers kind of the whole of it, though. It, it was it felt strange to include, but and, and it was just, I mean, this has nothing to do with the move set, but move set aside, uh, just the nature of promoting Fire Emblem incessantly through DLC, yeah, through uh, Roy and Melee, it's gotten a bit dull, even with people who love Fire Emblem, yeah, like me. I mean, it's at like, least it's we not a fifth need, Marth. Yeah. At least it's not a fifth Marth, but when, when you kind of butcher the presentation as, as much as, in our opinion, it they did with Byleth, yeah. it's kind of like, ugh, either way. That's that's why it's probably the longest-running tangent that we've gone on on this podcast. Yeah. In, in a podcast that's full of long-running tangents, Chucky Fisher. Like I understand, like DLC, they want character, they want to put in character that will sell, and they can also use to advertise things. But three out mm -hmm. of eight Fire Emblem characters have been used to advertise Fire Emblem, when that hasn't been mm -hmm. the case for any other real Nintendo characters. Maybe to a degree, Min Min, I guess. But Arms was already kind of it had been out for a long while by then. Uh, and you can say Pirate Mithra, but Pirate Mithra would have been put in yeah. if there had been time for base game. But mm -hmm. Roy was added to Melee before his game even released. And then Corrin mm -hmm. was clearly to advertise Fates. Well, it had been released in Japan. It hadn't yet released yet in America. And then Byleth, again, yeah, sure, Three Houses had been out by then, but it was absolutely Nintendo trying to advertise Three Houses even more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How would you feel if tomorrow they're like, oh, there's a new there's a new Smash Ultimate com character coming out after all? It's Shez. No. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Shez. And no. No. Fuck off. Jesus. Let's just get into the moveset before we get too okay. fired up. Okay, so first off, do what? I know, right? And then just cancel the episode. <laughs> So I'll, I'll say that, like, at the top of things for me, a lot of the animations from Ultimate for Byleth, I decided to just keep because I thought they were fine. Um, but the, this is because when I got to the moveset, I kind of did double work, and I made two full movesets for Byleth. So we'll just Wonder, see how yeah. this ends up going today. It's kind of... It might be a mess. But uh, entrance animation, I just kept it the same. Byleth warps onto the stage with warp magic, poses briefly with a... Um, with like a little pointer stick because I didn't even notice they had one until I was watching the animation slow down and zoomed in. But he has a little, she, they have a little pointer stick and they just points it on their, where, where the fuck did it read it? Well, against their palm and they pull the sword of the creator and rest it against their shoulder and then they bite. It's like, fuck it, sure, that's fine. I kept it the same. I never realized it was a pointer stick until I looked it up on the wiki today. Yeah. Like the day of recording. I was like, what? Yep. Um, which, which does kind of lean into my my entrance, which is different. Oh, uh, okay. Although we may not go with it, I, I kind of stabbed in the dark with it because of the pointer stick referencing their their teaching credential at, at Garrick Mock Monastery. Um, so yeah, Bylas is, is a teacher, and they also take part in classes themselves. Sure. 
one of the classes that Violet takes part in throughout the academy phase of Three Houses is flying on a Pegasus or a Wyvern. Uh, sure. So Violet flies in on a Pegasus or a Wyvern since he's proficient in, in flying on both and, and then spins the sword of the creator around and is ready for battle. I feel like I, don't I would save that for a character that actually uses a Pegasus or a Wyvern. Like, mm -hmm. if we did a Musa for Camilla, mm -hmm. then that would, <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. She would mm -hmm. ride in on her Wyvern. Uh, what Even you were are. saying there did kind of give me an idea to like keep something similar to the current interest mm -hmm. animation, but like maybe like twist it up a little bit to play harder on the on the professor angle. So instead of warping mm -hmm. in, Bath is already there, and there's a big old chalkboard behind Bath, and on it is written like a bunch of small little details. Like you have like a little graphic of like uh, an axe beating a lance, beating a sword, being an axe, and like little other things like maybe some like. Uh, glyphs or whatever for magic spells or like a little drawing of a wyvern or something um you'd have like a little fun note some like haha sylvain was here or whatever because <laughs> sylvain would do that let's be real sylvain would absolutely do i'm ferdinand it's like Iron. a whole bunch of like little notes yeah yeah just like just like a whole bunch of like tiny little easter eggs on that and both kind of just like like mm -hmm. taps it once or twice with this with their pointer before the blackboard curls up, disappears, and then Violet pulls out the sword of the creator and gets ready to fight. I think that'd be a fun, actually, different entrance anime. That is a fun one. That is a, that is a fun one. And yeah, I didn't expect mine to even to even make the cut because I thought I thought the warp was better, even if it happens pretty often with the current character base. Yeah. Um, I wanted to avoid but the yeah, warp, the, which the is why I'm glad I just came up with this idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, and it could even include the little Easter egg of how the triangle system does not exist in Treehouse. So, there you go. Does it? That's right, it doesn't. Yeah. I forgot awesome. about that detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, I you feel like it's, it's, it, it's there, like, to a degree, but not, like, mm -hmm. to the extent that it has been in the majority of the series. Yeah. Like, you'll still do right. better with certain weapons against certain people. I think it might be more, like, like unit-based, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, then okay, the... well, let's go with that one. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Blackboard. <laughs> uh, the Kirby hats. Something I actually don't like that Smash Ultimate does with the Kirby hats. Maybe we'll, we should change this as we go through, like, the Smash LB week. I can go ahead and, like re-looking at some things, that when you have a character like Byleth, or like the Weefic Trainer, or Inkling, Villager, any of these that kind of like, like will change their appearance, or like between like a male or female version or something, the Kirby hat is just whatever the default character is. So, in this case, it'll just be like the male version of Byleth's hair, it would be on top of Kirby's head. But I would kind of like it if we change this up for both Byleth and then for like other characters across Smash. Like, okay, a character like this, Kirby gets the Kirby hat appearance for whatever was the character that they were playing as. So if you're playing as female Violet, you get female Violet's hair. Agreed. That's cool. Alright. But if there was like just like a, a hair color change, that wouldn't change. Just like if it's like a, a character model change, essentially. Mm-hmm. Alright. Alright. Let's get into the taunts, then. 
So I'll say I'll say right away that like my three taunts are all just the same as they are in Smash. They're the exact okay. same. Uh, so if you'd like, I'll go ahead and just like say what all three of mine are first, and then you can go into what your three were since yours will actually be different. I'm assuming. They will, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So for the first taunt. Um, the first one is a little bit different based on which Byleth you are. The male version of Byleth will swing sort of the creator across him and then will and will like swing across him and then towards his like his right leg as he holds his left fist up to his chest and looks up into the sky. The female version of Byleth, however, will instead move her left leg back behind her right and swing the sword of the creator behind her back as she holds it in a reverse grip as she places her palm against her chest. That's their uh, current up taunt. Uh, their down taunt and smash has Byleth swing the sword of the creator out into its whip form as it spirals in front of them and then says, try me. And then Byleth's side taunt has Byleth brandish the sword of the creator forwards as the tip shines. And as this occurs, Byleth will say one of two quotes. This part, I actually think I changed up a little bit. But for this one, uh, both quotes can be said by either version of Byleth, but Byleth, male Byleth has a greater chance to say, let the lesson begin, while the female version of Byleth has a greater chance to say, stay focused. So that's the three taunts that I took from... From Ultimate, I tweaked the last just a little bit, but what are your three? My three, the up taunt. Byleth lifts their hand into the air. The crest of flames flashing in a burst of flames for a brief moment, moment within the grip of their hand mm -hmm. before disappearing. Done. The okay. uh, down taunt. Down taunt is uh, Byleth is studiously pouring over a book. And one hand is scratching his chin um, between swapping pages. Done. Uh, the side taunt. Uh, Byleth observes the last weapon that they had used, uh, letting it shine in the sun. So in the sort of the creator's case, it's it's the animation of spinning it around in, in the whip form. But I'm also using a couple of other heroes relics in this move so then i don't i don't know if you want me to mention them now or or save them a little for later because we're we're, we're they're incorporated in the move set uh, i i'm using so heroes whichever. relics as well so basically just if you don't want to like spoil which ones you use mm -hmm. just be like axe lance mm -hmm. or if, if, if mm -hmm. it's specific to each one then okay. you know do what you got to do okay okay yeah um there's an axe there's a lance that's 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 true nice nice work on that one um and i and i didn't really fully um explain that there so i'll i'll save it for for later and there's one little one i'd like to say for when i mention is up special so okay yep all oh, right that's them Those okay. the taunts. uh victory poses then um my first victory pose is tweet from the official smash book my other two are new but uh, mm -hmm. are your victory poses all new? Yeah. Okay. Then we'll do our usual back and forth for the victory poses then. Okay. Uh, so my first one, which is one that I basically just tweak, the camera will be focused on the ground to start out with as the sword of the creator is seen being plunged into the ground before it pans up to see Byleth taking a couple steps forward. And the camera will zoom out even more to reveal that there are other heroes relics embedded in the ground next to Byleth. Uh, these hieroglyphics change based on which version of Byleth you are playing as. So for male Byleth, you will see the Lands of Ruin, the Crusher, and Thursus. And then for female Byleth, you will see the Blood Gang, Luin, and Frykugel. Nice. 
Okay, so for mine, we have... What is the name of that big fish? Okay, so for my first taunt, Byleth sits down um, at, a, at a nice little table uh, with a and, and lightly smiles before taking a sip of tea. You, you mentioned a fish, and so I was expecting a fishing one, and then you talked about tea. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, you say because I think that I have two different fish-related three houses submissions on Smashtopia. Fodlin fish, yep, and flame. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, mm-hmm. like, I, I like that one. Um, I'm assuming it's also pretty much zoomed in in the exact way that it is when you do tea time in three houses. Oh, except yeah. it's with like oh, yeah. the player is having tea time with Byleth instead of Byleth having tea mm-hmm. time with whoever, like whoever you chose. I like that. That's cool. Right. Uh, for my <laughs> second one, uh, because one of the ones that Byleth has in Smash is it's a uh, taunt or not a taunt. Um, the victor's pose is basically. The victory animation with us when Violet uses a sword. So I decided to basically do that with the lance and the axe instead of the sword. So for this, for for the second, for the words, for the second one, male Violet will hold up either the lance of ruin or the Luin lance and spin it around above his head before slashing it down across them towards the ground, similar to the lance victory animation. Meanwhile, female Violet. Will do similar with either Crusher or Frykugel and swing her axe above her head a couple times before bringing it chopping down in front of her. Both pilots will then accompany this motion with the quote, Allow me to demonstrate. Okay. My second victory pose. Byleth is using their fishing rod <laughs> and, uh, and has it just in fishing position and suddenly catches a Fodlin fish. They reel it in with a look of shock and, and, and hold it towards the camera. Just just their slight smile. They're, they're pleased. It could even be the big one. The Foblin fish, there's a number of them. There's, uh, there's the small fish, the herring, the white fish, the um, large herring, the bourgeois pike, okay. as well okay. as the big one. Okay. And okay. they can all appear. They can okay. all appear. If the big one is here, okay. it's a different animation. No. Moving on. It splashes everywhere. Moving on. <laughs> I'm not fast-tracking that one. I'll, I'll fast-track the tea time. I'm not fast-tracking that one. Uh, so my, for my final victory puzzle, again, this is going to be different depending on which version of Bioth you just played as. But male Bioth will start off by mm-hmm. saying the quote, no hesitation, as they were the Vajra Mushti... Uh, Heroes relic gauntlets, and they will punch twice oh, forwards nice. before slamming one of the gauntlets down into the ground. Meanwhile, oh, female cool. Byleth will utter the exact same quote before brandishing the Thursis staff with magical energy coming off of it in waves while also wearing the Aegis shield on their arm. I'm trying to represent as many different Great. things as I can with the weaponry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so was, what was your last I did one? not expect. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um... Byleth is seen in front of a chalkboard. So it's funny you mentioned that in the entrance now. Um, with their pointer stick. Uh, so they're pointing judgingly at the at the chalkboard as it as it's as written, it's thrown across, written on it, how to win Smash. Well, smash 101. A, yeah, Smash 101. There you go. Or something something like that. While judging those he's he's won against. Or that they've won against. Right? I, I like to imagine so. also the hard tap because Blackburn is also a way to say Lin Hart, 
wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go. All right. There so let's go. pick some things out here. Uh, obviously, tea time is being fast-tracked because that's just good. I yeah. like it. Tea time's got to yeah. stay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Beyond that, uh, at least for the taunts, it's a lot of a lot of it is the question of how much do we want to keep the same and how much do we just want to replace with the taunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Victory poses-wise... I feel like we don't need two. They're both boards. very different approaches. Yeah, very. Right. Like I don't feel like I don't. Mm -hmm. I think the chalkboard one we kill because we've already got it as the entrance. Sure. Okay. Fair. If okay, so look. with that yeah. said, we have to keep at least one of my victory poses because. That one is out. Which which one of mine do you like the best? Because mine, all three of them are basically just like trying to show off as many different weapons as possible. Right. Do you like the weapons right. in the ground? Do you like them to use axe slash lance? Or do you like them to use gauntlet slash staff? I thought the gauntlet and staff was really interesting. At the same time, I wonder if they don't make it into the moveset, do we want to use them in the victory pose? Or do we want to use... One of the weapons, assuming that some of them do appear in your moveset, do you want to use one of those poses instead? Everything that I have mentioned so far, weapon rise, is in at least one of my moves. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, that's, I would actually, say... that's not true. That's not true. The Aegis Shield does not appear. Mm -hmm. But okay. it would not be the first would... time a character has brandished some kind of weapon that they don't actually use as an attack. Gun and <laughs> yeah. So I don't point. think that part strictly um, matters for this. Okay, so there's there's gauntlets and staff, then there's what? Uh, weapons in the ground and... And then axe lance. Okay. Um, shoot. I'm, I think I'm partial towards gauntlets and staff just because I was, I was so thrown by it. I was like, these are here? Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but... Um... Weapons in the ground is 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 a really cool animation as well, though, and and one that you know is, it's 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 exemplified in Smash for a reason too. Yeah, and the version in Smash is mm -hmm. it's the exact same, except it uses the hero's relics for uh, Dimitri, Claude, and Guard. So I, mm -hmm. I just changed the mm -hmm. relics. Yeah, is there one that you're partial towards as well? Actually. Or... I am kind of thinking I might like that one better, just like as like if I could only have one, I would slot in that one, because that one represents each kind of weapon except the gauntlets. The gauntlets are the only ones that aren't in that. Right, right. Okay. Oh, okay. And if with that being the case, I think if we do go with that one, I will I will change it slightly. Well. Hmm. Because both of them have a lance and a uh, axe, so I I thought right. I could do because Byleth male has lance axe staff, female has sword lance axe. So I could give um, mm -hmm. them I could swap change it so that one of them instead of them both having a lance and an axe, one of them could have like the Aegis shield and the other one could have a pair of gauntlets. A bow still isn't represented because there are no bow. Heroes relics besides Claude's. 
Mm-hmm. And that was his favorite, specifically staying away from Claude, Edelgard, and Dimitri's weapons. But I think that's probably the right. one I would Kabod pick out of those three purely yeah. because of that. And I would just change the weapon slightly yeah. to include the gauntlet and the shield. Okay. <laughs> well, that leaves... Um... Well, at least a couple things, technically. But if we yeah. include all the weapons in your victory pose, and, and that's a very cool way to represent it. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Odlin Fish. I was actually going to mention there. that. Uh, because of the fact mm-hmm. that we're not, we wouldn't be using both of my other two uh, victory animation weapon-based ones, I feel like it'd be weird to pick mm-hmm. one over the other. So probably fish and mm-hmm. time, I think. I concur, and and it is for for those reasons as well as um, giving Fodlin fish even one more submission on the site. God. That would be the fourth, actually. There's Aloise Flane, are both fish based assist trophies, and the Fodlin fish item. No more. Okay. No more. <laughs> no more. Unless it's a set up spirit battle. In that case, I would allow that. (laughs) All right, let's figure out the taunts then. Uh, So I've got my three, as they are already, smash taunts. Uh, Remind me what Mm -hmm. yours were again. I know you had one where they were um, flipping through the pages of a book. Uh, Mm -hmm. One, I think they had like, they were channeling Mm -hmm. some magic? Yeah, one where they're kind of lifting their arm in the air and the crest of flames appears for a second. That's right. That's what it was. I like that one. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other one was just them observing a weapon and, and kind of, which I feel is the same as the whip animation. So Yeah, it just, really is. So just the whip animation, but they may use other weapons as well. Like maybe the weapon that they last used is the weapon used in the taunt. That was, that was the general idea there. Um, yeah, so so that's that. We have the smash taunts, all of which are you know pretty pretty good, and I like how they're differentiated between male and female. Um, and then there's my three: the crest of flames, the book, and and just okay, basically my two: the crest of flames and the book. I say, because really mm-hmm. all of violence in ultimates is are about like swinging the sword of the creator in some fashion. I say let's just go with mm-hmm. all of your three for this. No, oh, okay. Because like yeah, yeah I mean, you're one, one with is, like looking at the is, weapons. Yeah. It's from what it sounds like. It sounds like it's basically um, the side special, the side taunt, just with uh, different weaponry. So I say we just go with that. Like that would be the new side smash or side fuck it side taunt. Flipping through the book would be the down, and then the crest of the crater or crest of flames would be the up. Yeah, I think that works. Okay. I can live with that. Cool. <laughs> cool. I will mark that down for me. All yes, right. Sir. That brings us to the actual move set. Where it's going to get oh, funky for this one, guys. Because like I said, I created two move sets for Byleth. It's I like did having not... a guest, but the guest is you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go in like, I didn't write down like the full like paragraph of details that I usually do. Because I, because like at least, bar minimum, half of these are gonna not be used. So why would I put my thrills through that much pain? So when I heard that you were doing two move sets, 
I also did not approach this with like uh because when I write these down usually I write them up so that way if we do choose my moves or my taunts or whatever you can just I can just it send it to you immediately yeah. and then you can import it straight to the wiki because it's written like a wiki piece. But this time there's some times where I get overly long in my notes, but they're notes and it's very evident that they're notes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So considering this Let's go ahead and have you start off with your moves for the move set, and then I'll go into both of mine. Both mm-hmm. of mine have like, at least for the special moves, it at least for the special moves, like I have like specific themes for both the move sets. So let's see okay. what you did first with your standard special. Got it. Okay, so as a, as a quick preface to to this move set. I wanted to approach it from from a similar place where you where you're, you listed your complaints at the start of the episode of Byleth using the hero's voice that belongs to Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude. That does not happen here, which means that we shuck a bow. A bow is not in the move set. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, it doesn't really affect me too much. Um, he does. They do use the sword of the creator, um, as well as a couple of other heroes relics, and there's a couple of other. Just, I want it to be different, so the Final Smash is different than Smash, uh, even though it doesn't necessarily have to be. The up special is very different from Smash, because grapple skin go to hell. Uh, and we'll just kind of go from there. All okay. right. Well, the, the standard is the Sword of the Creator. Byleth's Heroes Relic. Someone's spine. Okay, so using the Sword of the Creator, Byleth cleaves forward a short distance. So using our traditional measurement, that's about three curvies forward. So it's it's a long-reaching little little guy. So, you know, he's, they're getting their, the sword and going, eh, with it, just slamming it towards the ground. And that does have some decent damage and decent knockback. But, you know, the more the move is charged, the further it's called out. Because the Sword of the Creator is, is a healthy, long friend. It's it's reaches longer than the vampire killer at full length. So um, the further it's charged, the longer it spreads out. So it's ulti- you're ultimately driving it forward into the ground like that, smacking it towards the ground. Uh, and it goes from three curves in length to up to eleven curves in length. Jesus Christ! So quite a quite quite a distance, yeah. And um, the the knockback doesn't change significantly um damage does heighten a little bit uh the tip of the whip is a tipper uh with the mechanics and the hilt might meteor smash there's that hilt yes okay so be be close my friends yeah (laughs) all right that's where we're at there's my standard all right so keep going are you going to start getting no I'm, i'm going to get into my standards now Okay, okay. So I took, I can mention I have two completely separate movesets. The first one is based off of, like, both of them are based off of combat arts. Uh, I don't have the Sword of Creator in here at all because I said, fuck that shit. If Simon can use his <laughs> whip for the smash attacks and such, then Bowser can just do the same thing with the Sword of the Creator. So I decided, I specifically mm-hmm. said no mm-hmm. Sword of the Creator here. But one moveset is based around, like, normal combat arts that you get, just by, like, learning the different weapons. Things like uh, Wrath Strike for the sword or Tempest Lance for the lance. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and they'll use, oh, like, yeah. different weapons 
depending on a fact that I'll get to. The other moveset is actually using uh, very specific heroes relics using their specific combat art. So um, Ruptured Sky, for example, for the, uh, the Spear of Ruin. So for my standard special, and again, I tried to incorporate each as each different weapon as much as I could, but there is, but we'll get to it. So for my standard special, it's curved curved shot, a uh, a combat art for the bows. So by level, simply enough, he'll take out a bow and he'll fire up a shot that travels up into the air at an arc, and it just you know follows that arc until it just hits something or just lands into the ground. So for these ones, seventy five percent of the time, Bowser is going to use the Tathlum bow, sacred weapon, for this. But 25% mm -hmm. of the time, Bath will instead use the inexhaustible sacred weapon. Tathlumbo being the one for um, for Mercedes's family, and the inexhaustible you get from uh, Indec in that paralogue. Uh, using the inexhaustible, it's obviously more damage, more knockback, but also the inexhaustible will fire two arrows with one input. So it'll fire one arrow and then the other right after each other. Nice. My other standard special, using specific combat arts for the different heroes relics. For this one, Violet will take out Marianne's Blood Gang sacred weapon. Uh, oh, actually, no. Whoops. That's the wrong thing. Um, that comes later. <laughs> <laughs> this is Eviscerate, actually, where Violet will take out uh, Balthus's Vajra Mushti, or however the fuck would say that, Gauntlet uh, heroes relic, with just one punch, or with one tab, it's just like a single punch, but you can charge it up to do two quick punches and then a cloth and then two cloth swipes as well. Or maybe just maybe I should change that to one cloth swipe. Yeah, I'll just change it to one cloth swipe. Two punches and a cloth swipe. The swipe does more damage and it will inflict uh, a damage over time effect. So basically like a kind of bleeding status effect where you take some small damage mm -hmm. and on for the next few seconds. Cool. So that's nice. curve shot and eviscerate. Uh, there is no hero's relic mm -hmm. for um for the bow, so I just kinda of went with Eviscerate to be like the standard for the second Sacred weapon. Yeah. 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 Okay. Nice. You'll see that like for that all of my, for all my specials weapon. on the first yeah. moveset, there's going to be a weaker version and then a stronger version. And it's just 25% chance time, you get the stronger version. Mm -hmm. Okay, neat. As many weapons as I can. Very neat. That, yeah. Okay. Good on you. Good idea. Uh, my side special is the uh, the Lance of Ruin, which you just mentioned not too long ago. So this is based on a not not a combat art, but a, but a skill anyway. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's centered around use around an Astra esque type of type of move. Okay. So uh, using the Lance of Ruin, Violet straps forward. So on its own, this is a straightforward jab that can be angled upwards or downwards diagonally. Um, that's pretty much it. But if you, you could you could charge it up, it can deliver up to four more jabs, uh, each one slightly stronger than the last. So you're, you and you can tilt up and down throughout. So you can kind of create different separate combos, similarly to Marth's sword dance in a way. Uh, but you're not dancing. You're you're kind of just you're just tilting with the pacing forward a little bit. Right, right. You're just you're just kind of ineloquently jabbing forward. Um, and Astra can activate when you when you use this attack. Um, so this could potentially lower an opponent's defenses and rack up their damage even further than, and this has roughly a 25% chance of happening, um, and can lower the defenses between 1.2 times and 1.5 times their standard defense rate uh, for up to 10 seconds. 
Uh, and if this happens, it'll be fairly evident. They'll have a little white red glow around their around their body, and there'll be a little red arrow cursor floating above their their head or shoulder. And that's that. So, funnily enough, Lindis that we made previously has mm -hmm. Astra as her side special. Oh, nice! I totally it, it, forgot that. It looks a little bit differently. Um, it's more mm -hmm. of it's more similar to Ike's quick draw. But um, it's oh, also right. it's it's, a, it's it's quick draw, but like multi hits going through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like you were seeing that. Okay. I was like, I'm okay, pretty sure I've seen this before. It wasn't my move. <laughs> it was either you or Eric, because I actually could have been mine. That I think, but I don't remember. Lynn was a while back, and I don't. I don't keep the notes of what we did once we explode on the wiki. Then I only have the new notes. I don't keep the old notes around. Mm -hmm. right. uh, for my side special, right. though, the first on the first move set we have Fading Blow, which is a combat art for the gauntlets. And if I and for the most part for these ones, I tried to do a hero's relic for the strong weapon and then a sacred weapon for the weaker version. Obviously with the bows, I couldn't do that. They're both sacred weapons because there is no hero's relic besides claws. And then similarly for the gauntlets, there's a hero's relic but no sacred weapons. So in that case, for the weaker version of it, um, Violet's going to be wearing the dragon claws because they're pretty much like the strongest yep. basic claw weapon. Meanwhile, the stronger version is the Vajramushti. Uh, but for the normal version of the stack, Bioth will rush forward and just do a one punch with the gauntlets. Uh, the distance travel will depend on the charge, so it's quick draw in that sense. Uh, but then after the punch, assuming a punch connects, Bioth will then be pushed backwards some dif some distance roughly proportional to the distance that Bioth dashed forwards. They won't be like, oh, if they dashed forward this much, then they'll also be pushed back that much. No, it's not, it doesn't work like that. It's just if they dash this much, then mm -hmm. maybe they'll push back this much. But the dash less than that, then they'll be pushed back less. That's really all that's supposed to mean. For the stronger version okay. of this, the opponent that gets hit by the attack will also then be left in a crumple state. So with the Vajra Mushu, oh, nice. you can crumple them and then you get dashed backwards. So you can strategize from there what you want to do. For the specific Heroes Relic uh, moveset, I have Beast Fang. Here's where Violet pulls out the Blood Gang, that Marianne sword. So for this attack, Bowser is going to essentially drag the blade of blocking across the ground and then swing the blade up for the attack. Nice. Uh, and it kind of goes up in a, a arc of like hits fully in front of them, but also a little bit above them, kind of like a small anti-air. Uh, this will, Beast Fang has the additional little property of doing more damage to bestial-like opponents. So Bowser, Ridley, King K. Rule, Spyro the Dragon, Polar Bear. Things like that, Beast Thing will do more damage to. Right. Wrath of okay. Us. Pretty neat. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be it. There's a hack. Yep. <laughs> Having that little that's that's a cool that's a unique art arc rather for the sword. So that's neat. Okay. Uh, my up special then is the uh, this is. Maybe where things get slightly more interesting because this is not a sacred weapon or a or a hero's relic for me. Um, it's based on a line. Byleth is seen in the epilogue of Three Houses as the wings of hegemon. 
Ah. The subspecial is called the Wings of Hegemon. So um, Violeth is carried up into the air by um, just glowing wings that look similarly to the Crest of Flames. They're, they're not attached to them, but they're behind them, and they, and they arc upwards with them. Uh, so similar to Corrin's up special, maybe there's there's a little bit of a light startup lag, uh, but it travels more lightly and further up. So maybe slightly further than Marth's dolphin slash. Um, so you can arc it a little to the left, a little to the right, like Marth's as well. Uh, the wings deal persistent damage. I, I have it listed as flame damage since it's the crest of flames. I think it, it makes, makes sense. sense. Makes sense. Uh, maybe yeah. And, and but given its darker properties, so you see it being shadow damage as well. Uh, but either which way, there's the move. Okay. I find it interesting that it's the Wings of Hegemon, but it's like a, a light, quote-unquote light element mm -hmm. kind of a deal with the Crest of Flames. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. in Three Houses, Hegemon Edelgard is like the corrupted version of Edelgard that you fight in um, Blue Lion's Route. And yeah. She just looks like this monstrous form. It's yeah. like, that's Hegemon. And it's like, Wings of Hegemon. It's like, oh, Crest of Flames wings like, Wait, yeah. <laughs> like when you said Wings of Hedgeman, I was I was expecting Edelgard's corrupted like wings to sprout out of Bible's back. Just like and you said, Crystal Flames, like what? Mental disconnect here. Yeah, was not expecting that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. The 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 there there are some little dualities in Fire Emblem that don't make much sense. So yeah, maybe. there's one of them. How about that? <laughs> Uh, so, thus far with my standard, my side, both different moves have used a different kind of weapon. That changes from here on. Mm -hmm. Well, at least for the up and the down. Okay. Uh, so for the up special, both he's going to be <laughs> using lances. Uh, for the generic combat art movesets, it's Tempest Lance. So for this one, Bouts is going to spin about himself several times, kind of hero spin style for Link, uh, using the lance. He spins around himself twice, normally. Uh, just like hits anybody around him those two times. If the input is repeatedly tapped, Bob will spin around himself even more and will rise up into the air. So, you know, it's just a simple move like that. 75% of the time, Bob will use the Spear of Assault, Sacred Weapon, which is Setup's weapon. Meanwhile, 25% of the time, he will instead use the Lance of Ruin, Sylvain's weapon, which is, of course, stronger. Additionally, the Lance of Ruin will bring about a, a wind box, which will draw in nearby opponents and trap them in the attack until it ends. For the specific nice. combat art moveset, it's going to be Ruin Sky, which is, again, the combat art for the Lance of Ruin. So for this one, it's going to be more of an uppercut type of animation using a lance, which is a little odd visually, but they could make it work. We don't have to. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's an uppercut with a lance. <laughs> it will deal multiple small hits of damage and will drag opponents up into the air. Originally, that's where it ended, but then I decided, you know what, that sounds kind of lame, so I'm going to add a little bit more to it. So I decided to add on to that at that while Bob is going up into the air and up until the move technically ends, he can press the special input again to then plummet down at a diagonal angle and and if there's any opponents that were dragging that were stuck in the attack, they continue getting dragged into the attack as Violet plunges straight down into the stage and goes back down. Nice. Brutal. Um Okay. I mean, the spirit Mo of has a lot that of negative pieces to it, so. Yeah, it does. It's it's a neat-looking weapon. Um, down special is Crusher. So Byleth uses the Crusher. 
Uh, ooh, quite a name for a ancient weapon, by the way. Uh, An so axe. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a hammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that megaton axe that Link uses in Wind Waker. Okay, so Byleth uses the crusher, slamming it down. So you know, there's a, there's a little bit of uh, input lag, and and there's a bunch of super armor frames throughout. So there's never a question of whether Byleth is going to execute the move. It's a question of whether foes are too stupid or preoccupied to not telegraph it ahead of time and evade it. Um, so this really garnered a lot of similarities to Byleth's actual down special in Smash using Amir, which is which is rather similar. But you know, Amir uses fire fire da base damage, and and it's uh, but it's similarly devastating if you get hit by it. Um, if Crusher slams it to the ground, most of the time it will. Uh, it'll be in an explosion of rocks, so there's sh potential shrapnel that can fly out and uh, a good distance and, and add extra damage on. Uh, that's essentially it. Good shield breaking move. Good kill move. So, yep. my mount special is off using axes. Mm hmm. Uh, so, the, so, the generic combat art one is going to be Helm Splitter. Uh, and I've made, I've made mm -hmm. all of the. Um, all the generic combat arts are ones, are ones that Byleth can actually learn in here in uh, Three Houses, yeah. by the way, just to mention. So for Helm's mm -hmm. Helm Splitter, Byleth will take an axe out, hold it above their head, before bringing it down in front of them with a heavy swing. It's heavily telegraphed, just like your Crusher, just like uh, Aimer and Ultimate. Very similar move. Uh, the attack does heavy damage to shields and can break. it can even break some counters. Not all, but some. 75% uh, of the time, Balthus will use the axe of Ukonvasara. I'm not sure whose sacred weapon that's supposed to be. It might be Aloise's, honestly. I feel like it just makes sense that it could be his. Uh, but then 25% of the time, Balthus will use Crusher. Uh, and in this case, the Crusher will also inflict the berry effect on any opponent that it hits. Now, for the specific mm -hmm. combat art... Um, the Heroes Relic Combat Art moveset. Uh, Balthus is going to be going to be using Crusher, using the Dust Combat Art. So again, it's nice. borderline the same animation. Acts above the head, swings it down on the Telegraph Manor, deals heavy damage to shields, and kicks... But it will also kick up a damaging dust. Not really, like, not quite uh -huh. like rocks, but like, like, seriously dust. Like, small little dust. Mm -hmm. uh, it kicks it up high up into the air. Instead of, like, kind of going forward, it goes high up in the air. These dust particles will deal minor damage and no knockback, but they are mini, so it can add up. If I was to add an element to this, right. I would say Earth element, because fuck it, why not? It's dust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is Aloysius, by the way. What a okay. guy. Makes sense. You just love him. There's a few of them that's yeah. like, I don't know who this is supposed to go to, but like, who else besides Edelgard and Hilda use axes in three houses mm -hmm. Alois oh, yep. and he's really the only one I think Sedith might have like them because they're like his secondary weapon but mm -hmm. one of the best characters in Final history Sedith, he likes yes. fish you know yes he yeah. does he likes to go fishing Sedith, I think Sedith, Sedith does like to go fishing and he even eats them in, in both forms Yes. Uh, 
Final Smash. Looking at my notes here, it's a little janky, so this might be fun. Uh, Final Smash. I like by this Final Smash and in Ultimate. Um, it was it's a little weird having Sothis's two D animation just up here. Yeah, so, so that was part of the one where it felt tacked on. <laughs> yeah, uh, but generally speaking, it works. Um, it's formation attack. Okay. So, so Byleth calls forth their army, shouting, it's now or never, and suddenly dashes forward um, and slashes the sword of the creator outwards. Uh, and again, this goes pretty far. It's roughly as far as Vampire Killer can go at, at full stretch. Uh, and if anyone who connects with it is taken into a CGI, where again, uh, Byleth is seen in front of the gates of Garrick Bach Monastery, holds their hands out into the air and signals for an attack, so their army follows. Uh, and, and you just get some... The, the actual army is comprised of, of cameos from three a, houses. A battalion. Uh, dependent on Black Eagle. Yeah, yeah, battalion. Black Eagles, Blue Lions, Golden Deer, Ashen Wolves. Um, only rule really being that if the Black Eagles character appears, they're all Black Eagles characters. Uh, just just uh, seemed kind of natural. So so you hit some archetypes here. You, you, you see a mage dishing out a powerful magic attack and shooting it towards the opponents, an archer knocking their bow and shooting it towards the opponents, a cavalier, a pegasus knight or wither knight, a fighter or a knight dashing forward to attack. And you see these animations build up. Um, and then they, and ultimately, let me read it here. You'll, you'll see them all build up and then, and then just collectively attack the opponent. Then Violet jumps in with a final blow. Uh, using again, in in this case, the sort of the I, I feel like the sort of the creator works here because it's uh, the trademark weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just just one fiery slam forward from Violet, and it's the end of the CGI. I want to avoid CGI where I can. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if yours avoids CGI. In this case, of mine, this was just avoiding. Really, yeah. Interesting. Okay, I wanted to do formation attack. I didn't know if there was a way. That wasn't CGI mm -hmm. to do it. I, I so had considered mm -hmm. something similar to that at, uh, at one point. And again, I was going to have to be like, you know, it can, there's different versions of it based on what house, and it'll just randomly choose a house. Mm -hmm. uh, and they would also add in like some of the other units from the game, like the Black Eagles version might add in Alois and Shamir, while the Golden Deer version might add right. in Sedeth and um, uh, Flane. Or the Blue Lions version would bring in Shamir. Oh, and I think I just said Shamir. It'd bring in like Catherine and Cyril. And then the Ashen Rolls mm -hmm. would be somewhere spread out. I don't I don't know. I guess Blue Lions would also have Gilbert, which ugh, I hate Gilbert. <laughs> but for my versions, uh, again I have two final smashes because I figured I did two of the special moves. I might as well just do two of everything. So screw it. Uh, my first one is called Hero's Relic Onslaught. And this is kind of a mix of Triforce Slash and one of Chris Redfield's uh ultimates in Marvel's Capcom 3, where he just pulls out a whole bunch of different weapons and he just kind of, like, runs forward, just, like, hitting with all the different weapons that he possibly can. Yeah. So this is pretty much that, where Bioth will use the various heroes' relics, everything except the three main lords' relics, to make one strike with each as he moves forward on whatever platform he is standing on. Bioth won't go past the end of the platform, though, so... If it's just like, if he started out here and the edge of the platform's here, it's like, well, he'll just move up to that point. He'll just keep doing all those attacks to be there. Uh, what order he attacks the weapons in, who cares? Uh, but it will it would end with a swipe from the Sword of the Creator. 
for sending opponents flying. The second one, so in Smash, so the um, the combat arts that Byleth gets in Three Houses are Ruptured Heaven and Sublime Heaven. And then Ultimate mm-hmm. decided to give him the weaker version for the final Smash, but they also decided to like give it a, a Stothis upgrade by calling it Progenitor God, Ruptured Heaven. So I decided to take that as the basis for my second final Smash and call it Progenitor God's Sublime Heaven, since Sublime is the stronger version of it. So with this one, nice. uh, Bioth will just, again, this is not a CGI, but Bioth will just swing the sword of the creator in whip form with wild fury in a large cone-like attack, kind of similar to what Squirtle's uh, Whirlpool attack looks like in Triple Finish, whereas Ivysaur is shooting at a solar mm-hmm. beam and Charizard is doing multiple fire blasts. Squirtle's just doing like a short-range Whirlpool, so it's kind of like that kind of a cone attack, but it's a much longer cone dealing out damage. So that's what I nice. have for those. Nice. Like a more useful version of Bowser Jr.'s Final Smash. Uh, uh, I'm, no. It doesn't resemble ish. Bowser Jr.'s at all. Bowser Jr.'s just like draws an X, and if you touch the X in your damage, it's like a cone attack that's constantly right. happening on the screen. Okay. 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 Yeah. Got just it. like anything in this range. Oh. Yeah. That's I thought what I'm li- about. they literally draw a cone. Okay. No. Okay. What? No. <laughs> no. A Bidoof knows. Th- think of it more um, like how Mario's Mario finale works, but if the fireball didn't mm-hmm. like just like disappear, if it just like stayed in an area, because like it go, it gets, it moves in a cone-like pattern. Think of it like that. Mm-hmm. It just like cause some okay. damage in that area. Got it. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Extra skills, then. Yep. Uh, Divine Pulse. Gotta do it. So, Violet calls upon the progenitor god's power to use this move. Uh, Occasionally, you can hear one of them say Divine Pulse when it's activated. Uh, Violet is shrouded in a little light green magic, like pulsation, that embodies them. Uh, And it lasts until Violet hits an opponent. Or within maybe, a, I don't know, like an 8 to 10 second frame. Uh, when Byleth makes contact with, with the opponent, they they heal damage from the most... So it's not it's not like a set damage point. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, so when Byleth attacks an opponent... So, so say an opponent, say Ganondorf hit Byleth with Warlock Punch. And then Byleth, using Divine Pulse, punches Ganondorf. Byleth will then heal the amount of damage that Ganondorf dealt them with Warlock Punch while also dealing 1.2 times the damage towards that opponent. So it's 1.2 times Warlock Punch plus the initial damage that Byleth would have dealt otherwise. So plus Byleth's jab. I hope that makes sense because it's a little hard to follow. No, it it, Um, it does. It's it's a different way to do a counter where it's like you're not countering at all, really. But it gives you the opportunity to counter posthumously. Right. Here's a question. Right, and potentially against another opponent too. Here's a right. question. Let's say this is mm-hmm. a four-player smash. Ganondorf hits you, but you hit Fox after you did the um, whatever the fuck it was called. Time pulse. I forgot. I can't remember the name, but you know what I mean. Let's say you hit someone besides the mm-hmm. Does the same thing happen? Do you need to hit the person that hit you? Same thing happens. Okay. 
And I don't know if this is too powerful. I, I had it so that way they can only use it up to three times for stock. And you can't just stack it up so that way you can't just use it one after another after another. So the, that option's there, but um, otherwise that's the move. It is powerful, but if it's limited to three times for stock, I think that's fine. Okay. That for, works. for mine, we have yet to include magic. Let's include mm -hmm. some magic. So for my first extra skill, this is Miasma. Biles is going to take the Heroes <laughs> Relic Thursis, which belongs to uh, Lawrence's family, and he will cast Miasma, which you might be thinking, wait, I thought everything you have Biles doing is something that Biles can actually do. It's like, you're right. Except for this. Biles does not learn Miasma or any dark magic in Three Houses. But where have we seen like that before? Uh-huh. So yep. many other characters, one including Robin, who does who can't mm -hmm. use the dark tomes. And basically the explanation is like, well, Tharia taught him. So I was like, okay, well, let the, well, let Scythia taught Byleth. There you go. So Byleth will swing Thursis. Uh, there it is. And it'll just be like, you don't charge this up. It's just a sphere of dark magic will appear and will just start flying forwards kind of sluggishly. It's not too fast. It's relatively slow. But when Miasma hits something, it will leave behind a cloud of poison on oh, top nice. of damaging whoever it hits. And so it can hit a character, it can hit a stage element, it can hit a crate item, whatever. It will leave behind poison. Anybody that like stays in that poisonous cloud will take constant damage, and then it will linger with them slightly. The second extra skill right. is called Crest of Flames. The Crest of Flames will appear in front of Byleth, like Byleth-sized Crest of Flames here. If the Crest of Flames gets hit by a physical attack, two things will happen. One, Bath will be healed a small amount of damage. Two, a blast of flames will fire out from the from the crest in, right. a, a, sh with, in a short range. Just ahead of it to hit somebody that tried to hit Bath. It's like, alright, well, you just took a blast of fire to your face. Here you go. Nice. So, like, two Kirby's instead of 11. Yeah, that, that'd be... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Two Kirby's or one Bowser, more or less. Okay. Cool. So we have set yeah. three move sets. We do. <laughs> we do. Something I will say about mine, um, in regards to at least for the normal special moves, uh, with the ones that are based off of just like the generic combat arts, uh, I don't feel unless like there were tweaks made to how they work. I don't think you can take just part of them. I think you'd have to take them all, considering they all have that theme of weak weapon or strong weapon. Unless like unless that aspect was taken out for them, which can be done, but I don't think you can do that aspect for one attack, but not all of them. Uh, but the other ones, I think, are more Strike. open to being touched on. Like I think some version of Crusher being used is definitely going to be in here, because it's on all three movesets. So... And your, your Crusher and my Dust are very similar. I actually had a pitch on that. Oh, go for it. Yep. We make it Dust, and while including the Dust that travels vertically and, and sprays out, also include a little bit of Rock Shrapnel, and that's both of our moves to the full extent. Done. Easy. Um, because I think Helm Splitter is good. It is, and then Dust is Hel Helm Splitter with more to it, so it's... The, the difference kinda, between Helm Splitter and Dust my, is pretty much yeah. 25% of the time with Helm Splitter, you'll bury an opponent. 
and dust always has the dust right. fly up. Right. And I do I do like the element of the dust. I think that's very unique. And and coming across a move that is unique truly in Smash is different now. Mm-hmm. So that I do like dust. And that, and that's the same reason why I liked Miasma when you mentioned it with the Cloud of Poison. Um and the Crest of Flames as well, because they're they're unique moves. Although we'll get there when we get there, the extra skill, because I also think mine is pretty unique. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was my thought there. I initial thoughts too. I think my final smash is weak. We can we can knock it out easy and just choose between yours. Um, if we do go for progenitor god sublime heaven, which I think is has a pretty decent shot of, of being the one we choose, uh, then we do not need a sort of the creator standard. Um, so that kind of makes things easier. Let's see. And then we have Wings of Hegemon, Tempest Lance. Ugh, there's a lot. There's a lot. So what, what are your initial thoughts? So you mentioned the Final Smash and the Extra Skill, so I guess I'll start there. For one thing with the Extra Skill, like, I want Magic to be somewhere in this. Magic is not something that Fire Emblem mm. touches on a lot when it comes to Smash movesets. Robin is the only character that does it. Everybody else is just whatever their weapon is, which is fair because they don't use magic in their games. So since Byleth can use magic in any weapon, I really want to use magic somehow with this moveset. Whether that means Miasma is an extra skill or gets moved to one of the other specials, who knows, strictly speaking. Right. But I definitely want to have it somewhere. Right. Like we, Right. We can I can see Miasma. Mm-hmm. Miasma could be a, an effective standard as well. Mm -hmm. if, it, if it comes to that, yeah. Like, if I had to choose I, extra skills, I easily pick Miasma over Crest of Flames, no doubt. Um, like, I think it's agreed. fine, but, like, agreed. I also don't certainly think we need a counter. Balith has enough things. Mm -hmm. Every right. other farm game in Smash has a fucking counter. Technically, Robin doesn't. Technically, and I guess, actually... Byleth in Smash doesn't. So that's the one thing Byleth does right. Which is... <laughs> yep. But yep. I'm just yep. sick of counters in general. When they can be done mm -hmm. differently, which the Crest of Flames does and what your uh, Divine Pulse does as well, you know, that's great when they can be done differently. But generally speaking, counters are gone. Um, Final Smash-wise, between the two of them, I prefer Heroes for like Onslaught just because, again, we're showing a bunch of different weapons. And Progenitor God, Sublime Heaven... It's just a sort of creator. I think it's fine. Like we could certainly go for it if that if you prefer that one over Heroes Relic Onslaught. I won't fight it. But if I was choosing, I'm going with the Onslaught just because it's more weapons to show off. And also that's a different motion than what currently any other Final Smash has. Nothing like we have things that are like the um the Triforce slash model. We have like the giant laser model. We have the uh, maximum Greninja model. We don't have one where we're just like running along a line doing multiple hits. So I was like, that's why I kind of like that one. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely it's very individualistic for Smashers again is rare and it's mm -hmm. uh, a little bit a little bit funny and 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 pretty cool at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as other moves are concerned, again, I just generally speaking want to represent in many different things as possible. It's kind of a usual thing for me. That's what I like to do a lot. Uh, of mine, 
Well, I think the move that I like the most, just like conceptually, is Beast Fang. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm least interested in using a sword-based special because Violet is already sort of the creator-based. So it's kind of weird in that respect. It's like, I like that attack probably the most of them. Actually, Ruin Sky might be the one I like the most. I mean, Ruin Sky and Beast Fang are both up there for me. But right. the sword part, though, it kind of like hurts me a little inside. It's like, I like it, but it's sword. Damn, that... Mm. <laughs> it's a very different sword, at the very least, and you're using it in right. a different like, way. It's a different kind of animation mm-hmm. with a swing, and you don't. we really don't have any attacks in Smash that deal more damage based on like, what your opponent is. I thought about adding mm-hmm. more to that with Violet, but I thought, I was like, okay, we might be going a little too far here. So I just I just crunched it down into just being Beast Fang. Mm-hmm. So I thought about doing and then one that was sky, like yeah. Beast and one that would be like yeah. Dragon. So it's like, okay, hmm, this is, let's just combine it. Right, right. I actually agree that of the side specials, I think mine is fine. It's just not creative enough for the Lance of Ruin. Um, and I wish I just didn't slap it together too quickly. As for... Dragon Plaza and Bowser Mushi, I like the idea of using gauntlets for sure, and, and the blowback mechanic makes it different from Quick Draw. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is that's pretty cool. Um, but the animation and and the and the unique property of, of Blood Gang, regardless of being a sword, I think does put it a little, at least now in this discussion, a little above the other side special ideas. Right. Hmm. Um. Up special again after after hearing yours. I think uh, Tempest Lance. There's there's a combat art that saved our asses in, in the initial game. Yeah, far more times. It's a than good not. one. Um, it is a good one, and I and I like the wind box that the Lance of Ruin can summon. Um, Wings of Hegemon. It was a cute idea. Yeah. Uh, Ruin Sky. Um, I agree though. It's it's. I love the brutality of the mood of the move. Where, what I changes? It? I mean, initially. Demon. Mm-hmm. There you go. And initially, it's an uppercut with a Lancer Ruin. It's similar to Dolphin Slash, kind of. But then you're dragging it down, and that, that adds a whole new dimension to the move. So I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, down. Uh, you heard my initial thoughts on the down already. Uh, Final Smash, I'm with you. We can we can go for the slot. It's, it's, it's pretty fun and, and very unique. I think if we fast track one move now, it could be that. Okay. I thought we were fast tracking dust okay. too. Like combining them together. Like yeah. I'm, I'm fine wanna... with that. Okay. It'd yeah, probably it's, be it's like, in the... it's really just like uh, an aesthetic thing having dust and like larger rock chunks. They wouldn't mm-hmm. just basically be aesthetic part on that. But yeah, I mean, that yeah. could be part of yeah. it. Yeah. Throwing in the rock chunks, it's, it's just a, a very gentle ego stroke for me so let's do it um as for <laughs> um gosh we didn't really talk about the standard yet um and i think it's because it can line up with the extra skill i think right. we're knocking crest of flames like our, our and, and, and are easier well our, our ups are our ups mm-hmm. and downs are easier to figure out when they're using the same weapon right? yeah right right so what do you want to do you want to Fast track anything else before we get to it? Because so we're saying dust and we're saying uh, heroes relic onslaught. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? Uh, I mean, you sound like you were liking ruined sky a lot. I was. And I, I was. say we just go ruined sky. That route. Okay. Okay. 
and that knocks my Lance of Ruin out of the picture. So we're looking at your um, Dragon Claws, Bosman Mushti, or Beast Fang mm -hmm. for the side. And I mean, we could also consider Miasma for your side. No, no, I was thinking like if you like the idea of the uh, of the of the gauntlet, uh, we could just call it, we could just have it be eviscerate, and it just has the functionality uh, of fading blow. If you wanted to go that over beast okay. thing, like if you like that one more, I meant. I wasn't sure like what you're leaning between like the gauntlet variant and the beast thing variant. So. Got it. Got it. I love the idea of using gauntlets because it's such a different idea for fire emblem and a different idea for smash. Um, but the the beast beast fang for me is undeniably the cooler move. I'm just trying to fig figure out the function, you know, uh, kind kind of style versus function. But then again, beast fang also has the anti beast element to it that makes it pretty cool too. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure there. What were what was your standard again? It was just the sword of the creator, sword which the I think creator, at this point, right? right. I mean. Right. We could just go with uh, Eviscerate and Beast Fang. Like, it's it's pretty much my entire second move set. But, I mean, if we like the Gauntlet and if we like how Beast Fang is, that sounds like the winning discussion to me. Potentially so, and I and I would be comfortable saying Beast Fang now. Okay. Um, before we lock in that standard, I do want to approach the extra skill. Okay. Um, fair enough. I quite I quite like my extra skill, mm -hmm. and I know you do too. And you you make a good point to bring up magic and wanting to use magic, and progenitor god magic is a little different than standard magic, so they're they're, they're two different things. Both kind of important to Violet and important bias, to so. That's also fair. Um, my thought might be what if miasma was the standard what are we thinking there if miasma is the standard and if beast fang is a side special then there are no gauntlets Ugh. and that's that's where the difficult that. i mean the ga the gauntlets along mm -hmm. with every other um Sacred or Heroes Relic, again, barring the Three Lords, would be appearing in the Heroes Relic Onslaught. Each thing would do one thing. So, mm -hmm. no matter what, everything will show up there, including things like Thursis and the Aegis Shield. Sure. Maybe not like the, the little claw, the, the little hand jewel thing. Yeah. I don't know how it would make mm -hmm. that work. But everything that's actually right. used, maybe Thursus wouldn't be in that actually mm -hmm. either. Now that I think about it, I don't know. But um, so it, it, the gauntlets at least would be in there. Okay. But it it's basically that's comes true. down to: Do you want to represent the gauntlets, the right, the blood gang, or miasma? We can fit in. Got it. Yeah. Unless, uh, well, it's it's beast fang, gauntlets doing something, miasma, or divine pulse. Yeah, two slots. Right. 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 Um, I do have a lean um, mm -hmm. that you don't have to agree with, but I do have my lean. Pitch. And and my lean is, okay, 
and my lean is my pitch. So we're looking at Beast Fang for the side because it's a real, it's just really cool. Um, and then for the standard Miasma for the magic, extra skill, Divine Pulse for Sothis action in there. And because it's a, it's it's a unique, it's not it's functionally it can function as a counter by while not being a counter. So it's an interesting move. I think the only move that I made here that actually stands on some ground. Um, and then as for the gauntlets, I think they can appear in in the final smash. They can appear in victory poses, and they might even appear in say the standards, which we don't write about. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, it could be mm -hmm. easily be a uh, a side smash. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's my my thought. That's my pitch. We'll okay. uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, oh. I I wanted to bring up the okay. question. No, I'm. I w I just wanted to like okay. make sure that you were fine with it because I wanted to bring up because you had mentioned that you liked uh, the gauntlet quick draw like attack in like being able to be pushed mm -hmm. backwards. So I want to make sure yeah, that you that had all the options there for you. So if you're good to do uh, eviscerates for the do not eviscerate um, miasma for the standard, and then um, your mm -hmm. uh, your thing, your thing for the uh, the extra skill, I'm okay with that. Right. Okay. Well, shit. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. So now that's... Here's... Yeah. Yep. What? Oh. Continue, because I was going to go into some bloviation for a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, so, even though, like, one of my movesets, pretty much in its entirety, got killed off, I'm still glad I made both of them, because I had no idea, obviously, what direction you were going to come from for this. So I wanted to make sure that I had things prepared to, like, no matter what you came up with, I would have some sort of moves that could work with things. Granted, we went, we ended up going mm -hmm. with pretty much all of mine anyways, but for the <laughs> most part. Um, but I just wanted to make sure, it's like, if I had just gone with the, um, my, my non-specific combat arts one, then it would not have mm -hmm. meshed at all with what you were coming up with. So... Yeah. I, well, that's why I went ahead and made yeah. two movesets for this. What were you wanting to say? Get your first moveset and just apply it to Shaz. Just kidding. Um, At one it, point, it, I considered how I could do something like that. I was just like, I could do that with, like, male Bioth character and a female Bioth character. Or I could do Gerald. Mm -hmm. But I just, I, I yeah. know. I, actually, I think, I considered <laughs> doing it with a Saros, actually. That's who I was considering mm. doing that for. Which I could still Ooh, do. Oh, um, yeah, that could work. We'll see if Sarah yeah. ends up being playable in uh, uh, Three Hopes. And I could just yeah. easily do that, because why not? I mean, nothing's stopping me. Mm -hmm. Saros is known for both her swords and her brawling, so there comes back yep. Yep. the fading blow. The gauntlet. Yeah, the fading blow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. God, what a, what a character Saros is. Oh, man. Pretty, so, pretty so much amazing. ever since we did Dr. Before... Mario, uh, with... Pretty much every character that we do, I think to myself, can I make an echo out of this? Well, so far After we haven't Luigi, had a character since that. Well, yeah, I did it for Dark Luigi. We haven't had another character since then that I felt like I could do that with. But I thought about it for Byleth. I was like, I could do Saros or Gerald mm -hmm. if I really wanted to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not yet. Maybe someday. Yeah, and I, and I could. Uh, I'm still thinking about doing Ninja Bread Master. Uh, yeah. That might be on the docket one day. Or, <laughs> or Dr. Dolphin. I mean, that's still. I still want to do that. I don't know why you have any. I don't know why you do. It's literally just a fucking dolphin. 
Why? You're just doing it to troll. That might be the ideal. I hate it. I hate it. All right, let's keep going um, with Byleth because yep. we're, we're, we are at two hours here. Okay. So let's go ahead and wrap okay. this up. Okay. So first of all, did you have any like unique traits for Byleth? Wall jumps or anything like that? Because I did not. I figured Byleth and Smash all no. does not have any, and I didn't really, nothing I felt like fit. Okay, you don't, so good. Mm -hmm. uh, alternate costumes. So I kept most of what's already in Ultimate. Uh, I kept Male Byleth having an alt for Dimitri and Claude, and Female Byleth having an alt for Edelgard and kind of so this actually no i guess it is actually so this mm -hmm. um but i said but i added yeah. some more as well uh, i gave mayo byleth a uh orange colored alt for gerald and a gray silvery alt for gatekeeper because why not <laughs> uh and then female Violet oh, uh, also got an alt a white colored alt for yuri and then uh whereas where the sothis alt was like green and blue i decided to also have a raya alt for uh, blue and gold, because I figured, okay, if I'm putting in gatekeeper, Ray yeah, should probably be one of the alts. It's just kind of similar to Sothis, <laughs> but what can you do? Maybe I could like swap Sothis onto male Byleth and like put Gerald on female, maybe. But what about you? Mm -hmm. you have? I'm glad you had something because I forgot that we needed to add at least two more. So nice. I was like the nice. ones from Smash. We can do a Shez one with purple hair. I mean, you actually could. Um, but don't need to get into that territory. If I did that, I'm cutting Gatekeeper. Yeah, we definitely don't need to get into that territory. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, <laughs> what did you think about, like, like what I just mentioned? Like, should I move Raya? Should I, like, swap Raya and Gerald or Gatekeeper around to put so that there's not, like, two, like, Sothis and Raya on female bio? Or, or is it fine? I think it's fine. Okay, it's fine. I think it's fine. Fuck yeah. it. Gatekeeper, you can't cut him. He's one of the most popular characters in Fire Emblem. A sad but true fact. Thanks, heroes. Yeah. Uh, and then really the last thing to talk about with Bath is just like the home stage, which I assume we're both just going to say the Garrick Mock Monastery stage that's already in Smash. Because I think, I think yeah. graphically, it could use an improvement, but mechanically, I don't really have an issue with it. Yeah, mechanically, I mean, you know, uh, if I were to make changes to it, it would probably just be adding a couple more areas to fight. There's nothing wrong with the areas that are already there, so. Yeah. I mean, they limited themselves to having just four because you can have a Black Eagle spot, a uh, a Golden Deer, a Blue Lions, and a Church of Saros, but they could have a fifth for the Ashen Wolves. Yep. It's like, welcome to the underground, friends. Yeah. Granted, <laughs> I still have not done the DLC, so I don't know what the location looks like underground. But yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Fuck it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think we need to ask ourselves a question now that we've put this milestone episode behind us. What's that? Uh, did we make a better moveset than Ultimate? Well, I think we're both biased. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I think yeah. the better question is, what do the viewers think? So, put if you're watching, poll, baby. let us know. Do you think... The most different bio is better in Smash Ultimate, or do you think we came up with a better moveset? Let okay. us know. Also, Kelly Jelly made a moveset for Byleth before Byleth was even revealed for Smash. So if you haven't seen that yet, go to the Smashtopia wiki and check out uh, Kelly Jelly's version of Byleth on there and tell us if you think Kelly made a better version of Byleth than both us and Smash. That's a three way mm -hmm. race. Mm -hmm. Who do you think won? It is.
Who do we think won? We're going to get a couple people that we know saying Ultimate and going to have to ban them from our channel. I mean, you know, so. that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, Bye Jake. <laughs> All right. So that's everything to do with Byleth here. We and can finally put this curse behind this. Maybe the Byleth jokes will stop now. Maybe. But anyways, next time on Supercast Brothers, we are doing another Smash Redress episode as always. And this one is going to be very, very science-y based. Very, very evil, oh, yeah. mad scientist. <laughs> Let's see who we pick between these crazed, villainous men of science. I, I really want to just, like try and tease any of them individually better. But they're all evil scientists. I'm just... It's not the hard, hard to figure out who's a who is a big name evil scientist in video games. You can probably name all four that we're going to be doing, and probably some more. That you'll see us in what a I'll couple say weeks, is, uh, four or five minutes if you're watching this after we've uploaded. Blame, don't blame Barry for everything. I don't know who that's referring that's my, to. That's my but <laughs> by everyone, one of them. Sweet dreams, or sweet morning, son. Goodbye. Morning, evening, afternoon. <laughs>